KXNO. Ken Miller, Trent Condon. They are Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome in. It's a Thursday. Miller and Condon uh, with you for the next couple of hours, and glad you've chosen to spend some time with us here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Lots to get to. Busy show. Looking forward to it. Kind of a different show today. We're going to be all over the map, are we not? We'll talk college football on a national scale. 10.45-ish. We're going to do some hockey in July, huh? Twist my arm? Okay. We'll f- hockey? We're going to do some hockey, Trent Condon. Iowa Wild, a good partner of ours of KXNO's reached out, and they hired a new assistant coach. And Okay, well, who is it? Whoa, Alex Tangay? Really? I remember Alex Tangay. He's got a cup win for crying out loud. This guy played over 1,000 games, potted over 250 Goals, he lit the lamp uh, in his career. So we'll do a little bit of that uh, with Alex Tangay. The Hawkeye basketball program had a media availability yesterday. And we are going to impose on Pat Hardy to get us up to speed as to what transpired, what stuck out. Maybe Tucson's weight gain? Maybe? And he's actually over six foot tall. That's another point. So stronger than we anticipated. He was... Kind of called a, a skinny guy that was mm-hmm. going to have to add weight. He's done that. Hope he didn't lose any quickness, and apparently he hasn't. And undersized, probably 5'10". No, that's not the case. No, it's not. Time to get excited about Joe Toussaint. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just want them to be good and relevant. And, yes. uh, you know, once the season came to an end, we looked forward to the next year, looking forward, looking ahead to the next year. Uh, oh boy, really? How are they going to, well, can, <laughs> you know where we're going. You lose Tyler Cook and Bohan is right. hurt and Isaiah Moss leaves. Yada, 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 yada. That good team, maybe not quite as good as we thought. Toussaint, though, help out some of their weaknesses. Absolutely. He likes to play defense, he said. Which gets your attention in its own right, because he's one of the few on that squad. <laughs> right. You welcome him in. Evelyn last year was really banged up mm-hmm. as he played his junior season at Valpo. Yeah, maybe, I, maybe. I wonder there, Trent, on Evelyn. Um, you know, just the the offers didn't wow you. Mm-hmm. Um, but look, it remains to be seen. And, and And as you pointed out, there was a reason that he had the disappointing season that he seemingly did on paper. I'm not going to say I watched him play. I didn't. I don't think not a whole lot of Valpo. Right. I, I watched him a little bit in the Valley Tournament. Did you? I don't remember watching him, but maybe I don't know. Anyways, uh, so we'll do that. And then Tim Yotter from VikingUpdate.com. The Vikings, they play here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Tim Yotter, Viking Update. He is moving on. As he's uh, uh, His last day is covering the opening of training camp today. So we'll pick his brain on what he thinks uh, his forecast is for the Vikings, who are picked maybe right in the middle of the pack. You know, if you're doing power rankings, mm-hmm. 1 through 32, somewhere in the mid-teens, right? Seemingly the Vikings come in on most of those, and what can they do to improve it, etc. Uh, so we'll see. So that's the program today. We're going to start by talking a lot of uh, baseball from yesterday. Uh, Trent, the best news uh, is uh, for, for, your, for the Twins is the calendar turns from Wednesday to Thursday, and there's the Yankees got on their airplane, and they've flown out of town. That was entertaining series if you like offense. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a lot of pitching in that series. Not at all. Uh, although the kid that came in last night who I remember... Smeltzer? Smeltzer. Do you remember 
I don't know, late April? Was it late April, early May? Right and we, that, and yeah. we, we learned his story, and mm-hmm. he got his first opportunity, and he's a cancer survivor, and as a kid, as a cancer survivor, who did he cross paths with? Chase Utley? That sounds right, I yes. I think it yes. is. Chase Utley and just the... They, you know, they they saw each other in the major leagues, and you know, I, I shook your hand when I was a little kid, and I suffered what you were going through, and you cheered me up, type of thing. So right away, you gravitate to the story. Then you see the kid on the mound, and he gets his opportunity. Now the opportunity didn't last, but last night, Trent, he was good. He was really good. Yeah, because he's the only. Is he the only in the three games? Was he the only Twins pitcher to kind of gain control over this? Daunting Yankees lineup. Well, it certainly wasn't Blake Parker because <laughs> he got bringing that up. Yeah, I told you. Yeah, as we were texting the night before, right? He is crap, and that's what your text was. Yes, it was that proverbial pile of crap, and uh, that continued. As Do I have that emoji? By the way, that's what it's called. Right? Yes, yes, Do an I emoji. Have that one? I've never you used can, that one. Yeah, if you type out the word "poop," it should come up, and you can actually click on it. It'll change to the emoji. Do you have that on your I don't think device? So. No? no. Well, maybe I do. I don't know. You we know need to see. activate those emojis for you. you you're good with yeah. the thumbs up. I you, am. <laughs> you use that got one. Got that a lot. one down. Yeah, I've got that one down. See, we can teach sixty-year-old things. Absolutely can. He never too one. never too old to learn. Right. 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 You got one emoji. Let's get a two here. Yeah, but I'm really fond of that thumbs up. You love that one. Indeed, I do. I love the Cubs win yesterday as they get out of town with one. Kind of got a little hairy at the end of the ninth inning there as they get a couple of outs. Uh, Kimbrell does, and then, you know, you hang on. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and they did. The um, couple of seeing eye singles, balls dropping anything. Oh, my God, here they go again. Chatwood, you know what? And as we found out, uh, Chatwood, who hadn't pitched in nine days and was a big talker with Cappy and I yesterday morning, where's Tyler Chatwood? Well, John Lester was sick, and he was unable to answer the bell. So Chatwood, who, you know, I, I guess the Cubs kind of got lucky because they hadn't been using Chatwood. They're able to put him in to start the game. He went four innings, Trent, and honestly, I, I think it was one of his better performances. I was disappointed he didn't get a chance to go further. Right, right. He, Chetwood is such an interesting character. We know he has great stuff. Uh-huh. You know, the spin rate on that curveball, yep. that was one of the reasons two years ago that they signed him is because of that. They liked what he could do. And, and coming out of Colorado, Colorado yep. dot, dot, dot. Do you think he's, I don't want to say, you know, a mental midget or anything like that, but there's something. Between the years, I think that's fair. Something upstairs. And uh-huh. in a game like this where. With his game, I'm referring yes. to. And I think that's what you are, too. Yes. He didn't have four days to think and stew and. Go through the game oh, plan. excellent point. It was, hey, we need you. Yeah. Go you're out starting. there, throw your bullpen, you're starting. Yeah, maybe got to knock on the hotel room door. Probably yeah. that wasn't the case because we now have technology. Right. Yes. You probably got a text. A little bit or, different these days. Right? Or got a call. Maybe an emoji with uh, pointing at him. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, you're, we're going to need you. So, anyways, Chatwood comes in. He wasn't awful. No, in the, not at in, all. In, in, in the baseball game. And the bullpen, uh, after he left, was really good. They held it up. It was really good yesterday again. So, And look, they need to keep winning because don't look now. You St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, nine runs in the second. Get down 2 nothing. Oh, boy. Yeah. Do you no. know the Pittsburgh broadcasters? No. Fourth inning. What was the score in the game in the fourth inning? I want to find that out because it was like it wasn't a big league. Well, it was kind of a big nine league. 9-4. 9-4. Four. Four, something like that. Yeah. And the uh, Pirates broadcasters are apoplectic that Schilt is having his guy swipe bags. It's the fourth inning. In a 9-4 game? Right. And you're a game 
Well, yes, going into it, they would have been what? A game out of first place. You're playing to win your division, and you're playing baseball. It's not like you're rubbing the Pirates' nose in this defeat. I Come on. Is, is this one of these unwritten rules that, you know, I guess we didn't get to that chapter, that if it's in the fourth inning, that's too early to be doing that? Now, they put up a ton of runs. They did. But, ah, come on. It's the fourth. This is the ninth inning. You're stealing bags and you got a, you know, you got an eight run league. Okay. I, at least I get your point to some extent. It was the fourth. Pipe down. TV crew, Greg Brown. Don't know him at all. Don't know him. He's the play by play guy. Yeah. Joe Block. Yeah. Sounds made up. Yeah. Bob Walk. Bob Walk. Yeah. Steve Blass is part of their crew, too. Isn't Steve Blass the guy that. Yeah, well, he's, got a disease the named, he's got a disease named after him. Speaking of, um, you know, uh, mental blocks. Yes. Steve Blass disease. So there's there's the crew mm-hmm. that was uh, hollering about the Cardinals. And Bob running. Walk, how many years did he pitch for? Not a good name for a pitcher. No, no. Walk, but pitched pitch for a long time. Wasn't and a hard thrower, right? He was. Correct. Memory serves. Soft. Yeah. Tossing round guy. Yep. Yep. I think I had a few too many of his baseball cards. Those, yeah, I had a those bunch were of, commons. They were. I had a bunch of Kenta Colvies. Remember the hats that the pirates used to wear in the seventies? Yes. God, they were ugly. Look like conductor hats. There, there are. I love many throwbacks as I'm and wearing, you're one, wearing today. one today, and yeah. I love that one. The Expos, the Expos one. The Pirates throwbacks, though, Ooh. not quite as good. Yeah, there, there's no, um, there's no rush to the store when they reintroduce those at MLB.com. They look like they got them at Kmart or something. They were just, yeah, just they were not well made. They were ugly. Pirates, they got a good look now. Black and yeah, gold's a good I like look. it. I like it. I like the ballpark too. I hope that uh, yes. one day I can scratch that one. Oh, it's a good off one. the list. So you, the Twins move on to Chicago, right, to take on the White Sox. Good pitching matchup tonight. Giolito yeah, Gio goes against two. Oh, Barrios. Barrios. Yes. yes, that is a good pitching matchup. So good one. Cardinals are playing late day this baseball. morning. Yeah, on a game you on a game you won't hear right, right. here on Des Moines Sports Station fourteen sixty KXNO. Um, but uh, yeah, the Cardinals played early today. Who pitches for the Redbirds? Do you know Wayne Michaelis? Yes. Did he? Uh, yep, he'll he'll get it at uh, he rather? he'll get the start against Musgrove or the Pirates and mm-hmm. Cubs go what to Milwaukee next? They do. Here's the good news about the Cubs next nine games. We don't have to dick around with all oh, the fight with Channel Twenty Three. You're not going to be oh, able yeah. to see it. Where are they today? Are we going to be blacked out? Are they going to be on Channel Seventeen? Should I look for them on Channel Five, Six Sixty Five? Look, I get it's not heavy lifting. I'm pressing numbers on my clicker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. it's frustrating when you try and find. We've got it. We've got to, we've got options. We've got the Brewers broadcast. We've got the Cardinals broadcast. Um, so if if the game is blacked out on Channel Twenty Three, the Cubs a portion of it go watch the card or go watch the Cardinals on six seventy one or watch the Brewers on six sixty nine if you're a DTV customer. And if you're Dish, you're in good shape you after that one shape. day away. Yeah. Hours away. Hours away. Turns it was the middle of the afternoon when they solved that thing. Yeah, we were. In fact, my wife. I tell you this the other day. Did I tell you this? I'm repeating myself. My wife was running to my father-in-law's in Bondurant. Huge running. Cardinal fan. Huge Cardinal fan. 88 years old. His team is a boy. Uh, because he could get KMOX growing up in mm-hmm. Sheraton, Iowa, where he's from. Um, so he didn't have his, I don't even know if he had a radio, but we needed to get him a radio. And by the time my wife gets out to Bondurant, see on Twitter that the thing's all good. solved. It's all good. Anyways. Um, My buddy Sean, who's sitting in with me today, he's, he's a also huge a Cardinals, Cardinals fan. And a, dick, a Dish subscriber, I believe. So he was one of many that yeah. was fretting for 24 hours. Yeah. Very nervous, but they got it done. Limbo is where everybody was at if you're a Dish subscriber. Now, the deal's not done. They just agreed to keep oh, okay. talking. Gotcha. They haven't put pen to paper. What the agreement, uh, the, the tenant, it was a, um, okay, let's keep talking. Let's not 
for the first time maybe ever, let's not punish our subscribers. Let's not punish people who want to watch these games. Yes. Let's not put them in the middle. Like everybody, you know, most of the time, 99% of the time it happens, we're going to do what's right. And they did. And hats off to them for that. What's the future of TV? You know, we there's oh, been a lot gee, of conversation about realignment as the athletic this week uh, in college By the way, sports. realignment, I saw your story for the first time and you said a super conference uh-huh. with 30. Uh, Trent, you, you know what you're talking about. I've never seen that before. It's in today's athletic. Oh, is it? Stuart Mandel. Uh-huh. 40s-ish teams, 32 teams breaking off. in this one. 28 breaking off and, and forming a super football league. Do you want me to tell you who's not in it? Well, I'm going to make a guess. It's our neighbors to the north. It's our neighbors to the north. That's, I, it's never going to happen. Never going to happen. I keep saying that. No, I don't think it <laughs> You is. don't want it to happen. That's maybe it more than anything, right? I don't want it to happen. Uh, where is it? It's at the Athletic, and I'm scrolling down to the bottom for... What Trent alluded to a couple of weeks ago, and I told him he was fully, you know what? <laughs> Nobody would ever think of that idea. That's Never the dumbest thing I've happen. ever heard. I think, and it still is. Well, no, the uh, uh, the eighteen game NFL schedule where the uh, players can only play. You 16. don't like that one no, either. I think it's stupid. You know, I bring these ideas to you before they get out in the mainstream media, and every time you say, "Boy, that's a dumb well, idea." You're, you're due to have a good one. Um, <laughs> eighteen game schedule, play sixteen. Don't like it. I was in it. I was. Uh, yes, not. I so, told you they would be. So who's in it from the Big Twelve? And there's 28 teams. There's four seven-team divisions. This is Stuart Mandel's. This is a hypothetical 28-team league. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll do the Big 12 first. West Virginia makes it. West Virginia's in. (laughs) Oklahoma makes it. Yes. That's it. Texas? There's Texas, yes. Texas is in it. No Texas Tech? No Texas Tech. From the Big 10. No Kansas? No Kansas State? No. And, of course, no Iowa State. No Iowa State. Um, Hypothetical, never going to happen. In your mind. We're killing a segment. Uh, Big Ten. Iowa. Yes. Penn State. Yes. Whiskey. Uh Uh-huh. Buckeyes. Sure. Sparty. Yep. Michigan. Wow, they're running the gamut here. Anybody else? That's it. No Gophers. No Gophers. Nebraska? Yeah, yes, Nebraska. Yes, Nebraska. So half of the Big Ten gets in. Half of the Big Ten gets in. Pac-12, Washington, USC, UCLA, Oregon, that's four, Uh, that's it. One independent, I'm sure you can figure that out. Mm, Notre Dame. Notre Dame gets in. Who are we missing? SEC, Florida, Florida. Alabama, Alabama, Arkansas, Auburn, Georgia, LSU, South Carolina, and Tennessee. Now they're all in the same division. In this proposal, in this proposal, they are. They make up the South Division of that seven-team conference or seven-team division. A and M is also in it, but they're in it with Oklahoma, Oregon, Texas, Texas A and M, UCLA, UCSC, and Washington. It's probably easier to do it this way. Okay, the East is Clemson, Florida, Florida State, Miami, Penn State, Vatech, West Virginia. The Midwest would be comprised of Iowa, Michigan, Michigan State, Nebraska, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Wisconsin. That's 
just a little salty. That's that's a fun division. That there. is a fun division. I told you the South Alabama, Arkansas, Auburn, Georgia, LSU, South Carolina, and Tennessee. Anyways, it's all hypothetical. Uh, like we have to do killing segments as we actually get to the season. The folks at the Athletic are sometime asked to make <laughs> stuff up, put it down, get some clicks. This is one of those occasions. But you were right. I, I wanted to point that. Out. I saw that when I first read it today. I thought, I'm freaking Condon <laughs> got you again. Got me again because I thought he was full of it. Going to happen? Yeah, I did. What, I did. What, what I could see happening is not this. I can't see 28, 32, 36 teams breaking away. I, I don't think that's realistic. Mm-hmm. What I can see, though, is the power structure going a step further and basically breaking off for football only. This is a football mm-hmm. only And that was your discussion, yeah. And going off in the power conferences say, we are going to have our own playoff, and I'm sorry, Central Florida and Marshall and everybody else. And I'm fine with that. But we're breaking away, and we are going to pool our resources together in college football and make a package together where we're going to go and we're going to mm-hmm. talk to not just ESPN and NBC and the big rights holders, but also the Facebooks, the Googles, the mm-hmm. other entities, the streaming services out there, and go that direction. I think that's something that we could see in the future more realistic than 28 teams breaking off and forming their own committee. Yeah, I hope it doesn't happen and, and doubt that it will. I, t- tomorrow, Bama Bob's going to join us. So I was starting to work on the um, the assignment I'm going to give you and Bama. Just so All right. We, have you spent much time in the group of five yet? I have not. Yeah, I had. I've looked at Central night, Florida a little, right? Boise but, State. Yeah, you know who I've, I'm zeroing in on? UAB. Nope. Tulsa. Nope. We can play this game for a long time. We probably can. Florida Atlantic. No, Lane Kiffin. I know your love for it's Lane. It's an independent. Kiffin. Independent. Um, no, no, it's not. No, it's not. Navy. Close. Army. Yes. Ah, they were really good last year. They took Oklahoma to the brink, and, and they get Michigan early. Early this year, and if they do it again this year, and I believe they can. this They're in the playoff? No. No, no, no. But they're going to be a major pain in the arse. They really are. Remember how bad Army was for so long? Yes. I mean, how many years in a row did Navy just pummel them? 13. In fact, Sean and I, we're going to be going to Army-Navy this year? No, uh, after our kids graduate. So, oh, you got a ways yet. Yeah, we, we got about twenty years. Where, where do you want to see happen. the game played? Philly, Baltimore, Philly, right? It's I, be. Yeah, I think you so. Go to Philly for yeah. that. Either way, just that game. I think it I means, love the pageant. Oh, I do too. I do too, and I love the fact that it's a standalone game. Yes, it's the day. It's the it's the week after the uh, conference championships are played, and that's the focus. I just want Vern to call it forever, and I know he's not. I don't think yeah. he did it last year. Him and Gary Danielson, but uh, they did such a nice job on that game. Nestler's good. Vern Lundquist was better. He's, he's not Uncle the, Vern. No, yeah, he's uh, one of those voices. All right, we'll come back with Bill Bender. We'll talk college football with Bill. Alex Tangay, new assistant coach for the Iowa Wild, but more about his career and why he's doing this. I don't know how much money he made. He had a long career, uh, but evidently he's willing to you know, leave the um, the NHL life for life in the AHL and do so starting at the bottom of the coaching tree in the AHL with the Iowa. Well, it's not the bottom, but you get my point. Um, and see how, you know, obviously he's got aspirations to be an NHL head coach someday, and this would certainly look good on the resume. I want to ask him, too. He's a Quebec kid. Mm-hmm. I've told you this. I mean, how many nights when I'm a seven, six, five, whatever old I was, how many times I was in the dark? You know, Miller steps over the blue line, shoots, he scores, the crowd goes crazy. The Stanley Cup is coming. You know, so, and that's all Canadian yes, boys. Yes, yeah. Sitting what, on the pond. 
what was right? What was it like? Because I'm guessing he did the same thing when he finally got to do it in real life. I can only imagine. And got to play for Canadian teams? He did. Yes, he did for a while, but more known as a uh, member of the Colorado yes. Avalanche. Played a lot of years there. We will uh, have him coming up here at about oh, 10.45-ish or thereabouts. We're Miller and Condon. Bill Bender from the Sporting News is next. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. Oh. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Right, welcome back, Miller and Condon. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Here with you until noon. Alex Tangay in about 15 minutes or thereabouts. In the 11 o'clock hour, Pat Hardy will join us. We'll recap the media availability uh, pursuant to Hawkeye men's basketball from yesterday. And then Tim Yotter from VikingUpdate.com. We'll take a look at KXNO's NFL team as they head to training camp today. Let's get our buddy Bill Bender in here from the Sporting News. Uh, he continues to pump out a lot of content, doing some NFL stuff. but want to focus, at least to begin, on uh, college football, his top 40 players in college football. Had to be tough coming out with that list. First of all, Bill, great to talk to you as always. We appreciate it. You know what it just reminds me of when you see a list like this? Man, there's some good players in college football, uh, to say the very least. How are you? I'm doing well, guys. Sorry I missed you in Chicago, but uh, I'm back in Ohio. It's a little bit cooler. Um, a lot of quarterbacks on that list. Yep. And, uh, 12, I think, and that's the most important position, but as I've been saying all morning, I, I was not going to leave Justin Fields off that list because I'm not going to hear about it later if he's really good at Ohio State. Uh, what do you think he's going to be at, at Ohio State, at least so far? And I know we only have to you know, go with, uh, uh, with, with the limited time that he's been there, but maybe the spring didn't – maybe the expectations were just too big, right? With, he was, as you pointed out, going to be a blend of Haskins and J.T. Barrett and um, – at least to begin with, kind of looked like, I don't know, not necessarily a fish out of water, but maybe not the, didn't live up to the, at least the uh, huge hype that surrounded him when he did transfer in. Well, in, in the spring, it was interesting. I think he's got to learn the playbook. And once field settles in, he'll be fine. I mean, we live in this world. I mean, with all these transfers, it's going to be tough to say because I, I'm a firm believer that you see the best out of a transfer quarterback in the second season. So that's why I believe like Shea Patterson, Joe Burrow, mm-hmm. a few others are going to do well. Whereas like Jalen Hurts is the same type deal where he's in a situation where, and you're expected to go win the big 12. Now, Justin Fields is expected to go win the national championship now. And, uh, that puts a lot of pressure on those guys. How difficult when you're putting a list like this together, is it to kind of fall into the quarterback trap where there's so many good quarterbacks back in college football this year that you say, you know what, I can probably name about 35 of the top 40 guys and all of them be quarterbacks. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, yeah. like Mason Fine, I'll give you his yeah. as an example. Right. He's a tremendously talented quarterback down there at North Texas. And you never see him play. Thinking, well, <laughs> from a journalist standpoint, you kind of think, too, well, if I put him on, then I can ditch an offensive lineman or a linebacker and nobody will notice. Well, <laughs> people still notice. They still notice when you leave a linebacker off that they really like and but but it was a fun list to put together. I know a lot of other publications do a great job and go to 100 or 50 or 80, and 
I, I like to cut it down to forty. That's too many, uh, too much work for me. We'll get to the local angle to the to the list in a minute, but I want to, you know, turn the clock back twelve months, and, and a guy that I'm assuming Khalil Tate probably would have made this list, but man, just fell off the face of college football last year. He's got another opportunity. Sumlin's year number two for Tate. Would he have been, would he have been on the list last year, Bill, because he was talked about in Heisman circles in his junior season and then just completely, as I said, just kind of fell off the face of college football? Well, the rushing it fell off, and that's, you know, maybe he became a better quarterback down the stretch throwing the football, but it's such a stat-driven thing. I mean, that's what I'm telling people all summer. You know, Adrian Martinez will probably lead the Big Ten in total offense because of the rushing yards. Maybe Justin Fields was, will. But it doesn't mean like Patterson has, won't have a better year or Nate Stanley won't have a better year. Or, uh, you know, you could take it down to a guy like Brian Lewerke at Michigan State. They have really high hopes there. Mm-hmm. They do. So, um, with the defense they got coming back. So, yeah, I think that's the hard part when doing these quarterbacks too. And same with running backs. I wanted to put some other running backs on there that didn't make the list. But you can't make that list and not have A.J. Dillon in the top 40. He's a good player. We saw yes. he didn't. I was seeing Two him years his ago. freshman year, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, kid from in the Michigan, ball game. yes, yep. and making his way out there to BC. The quarterback at the top spot. It was Trevor versus Tua. No surprise there. They are the faces certainly of college football. Was it the national championship game? I mean, how significant in your mind is the gap between one and two with Trevor Lawrence of Clemson and Tua at Alabama? Well, I mean, not very big. It, Trevor obviously got the best of him, but I mean, it's easy to forget how good Tua was up until he got a little banged up at the end. Um, I think that's the biggest question with Tua in general is, will he stay healthy? Can he? Uh, and if he does, obviously with the group of receivers he's throwing to, mm. I mean, Jerry Judy, if I had my way, I think Jerry Judy's my favorite player in college football wow. right now because wow. he's unstoppable receiver. And my second favorite might be Jalen Waddle because <laughs> every time that dude touches the ball, he's almost gone. Yep. So. And I guess the Big Ten guy would be Rondale Moore. Those are the guys that truly can score mm-hmm. every time they touch it. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you mentioned Jerry Judy. I want to I want to ask you this: Where does he fit? Because I'm with you. He's unbelievably gifted, and he was doing that as a you know as a sophomore um, for for the most part. He did have some moments, I believe, as a freshman, as I think back. But you know, where does he fit? Where when you when you talk about Amari Cooper or Julio Jones, and now Jerry Judy. Might he be the best, of, and that's saying something, but the best of the bunch when it's all said and done of that Alabama trio? Pretty good. And he's got a chance to be that. And, and he's just been polished from day one, able to run great routes fast. The post, the post route that Alabama does is probably the most devastating play in college football right now. Now Trevor Lawrence will have something to say with that with the seam routes that uh, Higgins and Ross can run in that offense. So, yeah, I think he's a guy that could could live up to those expectations. He doesn't have Julio's obviously transformer build or whatever you want to call it. And and but he had done, the comp with Amari Cooper is pretty good. And we saw Cooper what Cooper could do when he went to Dallas last season. Local guy in there it is AJ Epinesa. He comes at number seven. Leave it wide open to you. No, you've watched a lot of Epinesa's games, and now he'll be a starter for the first time and the seventh best player in your mind in college football. Yeah, and, you know, with the defensive players on that list, I think the only one he's behind is Grant Delpit with LSU, who's yeah. really an all-around safety mm-hmm. at the highest level. Um, and Epicent Nessa will have competition from guys like within the Big Ten. I mean, 
Chase Young's a good player. Yeah. Um, Kid at Michigan State. Willikis. Willikis, there yeah. you go. And Michigan will have somebody. I don't know, you know, who it'll be, but somebody will come off the edge for them in that down brown defense and emerge as a, whether it's Quiddy Pay or someone else, will emerge as that kind of player. So, um, yeah, but I think that's a big reason why Iowa should be excited. Their defensive line is going to be as good as it's ever been. You know, I know uh, you went to ACC Media Days, Bill. I'm, I'm anxious to pick your brain a little bit on it. It just seems to me that, you know, the five-power conference, it's a foregone conclusion. Me, me make case for a couple of schools in the Big 12 – Couple of schools clearly in, in 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 the Big Ten. The SEC is it Georgia? Is it Alabama? The Pac-12? It's kind of a crapshoot. I'm going to uh, hitch my wagon to Utah, but could be you know could be dead wrong. Who knows how that's going to turn out? But man, it's a foregone conclusion. Clemson is going to be there. Did you come away with anything else? I mean, I just did you come away with the team? Well, if it's not Clemson, maybe this char- this team has an outside chance to be the best in the ACC because I'm anxious to hear who that team is. <laughs> uh, Virginia was impressive. I think they're a decent bet to win the Coastal, which I did not realize that it'd be the seventh team, seventh different school in seven years to win that division if they do. Wow. They're the only team that hasn't. So, But they've got the quarterback, Bryce Perkins. I thought Manny Diaz was impressive on the podium, but Miami isn't there yet. Syracuse, obviously, will give them a decent shot in September. Um, I mean, the guy I was probably most impressed with is the old guy, Mac Brown. I mean, really? He, still can, he, he commands the podium. He still yeah. can do it. He's great, high class guy. I think it's going to be rough this year. Mm-hmm. They're going to bring in talent. And if you go look at the back end of his first tenure at North Carolina, they had some dudes. They had some guys that went on to win Super Bowls. So I, I know he can recruit talent there, and I think it'll pay off in a few years. So, media days have wrapped up, though Pac-12's going on. I mean, that really doesn't count. <laughs> have you learned anything? Has your mind changed at all on a team, on a player? Anything here over the last week plus of the media days? Well, we have, we're going to release our preseason top 25. I know we had a post-spring and a pre-spring and a four <laughs> other levels of it, but I think we're going to release our final one Monday. And it's just that Clemson-Alabama debate is like, I think I... I would lean toward putting Alabama number one, but then in the back of my head, I just don't think they handled media day better than Clemson did. You know, Dabo was talking about starting over, and last year is last year, and Saban was making a lot of headlines for the coaches, and his players were talking about they were better than Clemson. So it does add some spice to what I think we're going to see for the fifth time. But, um, yeah, it's a tough call at the top between those two. Bill Bender from the Sporting News is our guest. Bill, a couple more minutes, we'll let you go. I'm assuming the transfer portal was a big talker at ACC Media Days. It just seemed, listening to the Big Ten coaches, there were a couple of really good ideas thrown out there. Anything from, you know, Harbaugh's let him play immediately if it's the first time they transfer. Uh, I thought D'Antonio came up with something that was kind of unique. Is Yeah, we still want him sitting up, but we're going to let him play four games like we do with, you know, with red shirts and not blow a red shirt for the freshman, that type of thing, which I think is good for college football as well. Transfer portal, a big talker, and did you hear any, uh, I guess, methods of uh, of making this situation better than it is right now? Because there really is no rules, seemingly. No, I would just, I liked Harbaugh's idea. And then he, he got himself into trouble because he went a little too far when talking about the former Michigan player that went to Cincinnati. But yeah, they let him, let him transfer once. And then the second time, make it really hard to transfer. I think that's the way to go about it. You make it very difficult to transfer when um, 
in, in a lot of ways. I, I just don't know that that guys. It, it's a different game, is what I'm, what I'm mm-hmm. trying to say here clumsily. That it's not the '60s and '70s. I think it, it's changed enough that if a kid makes a bad decision, you let him transfer once, and then the second time, it just make it very difficult to transfer. And I think that would lead to better commitments and. Some of these coaches will chill out when they start to act like they think it's going to be free agency. Indeed. Bill Bender from the Sporting News. Uh, we've got your top 20. When's that going to drop, Bill? <laughs> next week, guys, we'll, we'll have fun. With okay. Fun next week. we got predictions, NFL predictions, college predictions, top 25s. It's, it's full go. It's almost August. we got to get there. Well, it's Wednesday or Thursday. Better for you to do that for us. You tell us, all right, tell me now if you could. <laughs> like yeah, we, can go, we can go Wednesday if you want. It would be great. Perfect. Thank you, Paolo. Reach out to you via text. Thanks, Bill Bender. Hey, no problem, guys. Thank Good you. to talk to you. Bill Bender from the Sporting News. Looking forward to that already. You know, the Michigan-Cincinnati thing that he yeah. referred to was when he um, talked about mental health and thought some of these kids, and it's a tough subject. Yes. And I'm certainly not minimizing. I think Harbaugh's take was he thinks that some of these players are using it. Here, here's what I'll say, and, and maybe you're the same way. And, and I don't know if the, if these two are I – mean, mental health when I was a kid wasn't a topic, right? Sure. It just wasn't. Yes. It's, a, it's a recent thing. My, my grandma died every year. You know what I mean? I would use that as an excuse yeah, yeah. when it was convenient to do so. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that this is full-blown. Everybody's using that as an excuse because that is not the case. But I, I don't think it's unfair to think that a couple of them, are trying to skirt the system. And are trying to skirt the system. Yes. By doing it that I don't, way. That, that is and not I a think stretch that's at what, all. I think that's what Harbaugh meant. And that that was the problem. The quote when it was taken and, and people, you know, you got the people on blogs and they just cut out that little part of the right. quote from Harbaugh. Makes him look awful. He looks terrible. And I'm not trying to I'm not trying to make Jim Harbaugh put him up on a pedestal and, and make this guy seem like, you know, like I don't care. Right, is my right. point, and, and I am not a Harbaugh fan. He's a weird right. dude. Yes, he bothers me. He sleeps on floors in, in players' bedrooms. Doesn't eat chicken because it's what a, a nervous bird. That's so he won't eat chicken. That. Was that last year's yeah. quote? I think it was. Was he drink milk? Yeah, he just, I do like the fact that he takes his team to all corners of the world. That is a good. That thing. is yes. a really good thing. And giving back, but when you read the totality of what he said, I did, I couldn't. It brings a lot more mm-hmm. context into it, and mm-hmm. that's what he was trying to say. But right. Take that little snippet and oh, Jim Harbaugh! Look, here's the devil yeah, yep. reincarnated again. Yeah, when you minimizing look at, mental health, but look at the full quote. That's Absolutely. what you have to do. Look at the full transcript, and it certainly paints a completely different picture than what a lot of people saw from Harbaugh. Then. We will uh, switch gears entirely. Going to talk to Alex Tangay, former NHL player, played a lot of years in the league, scored over 250 goals. He's a Stanley Cup winner. He's also an assistant coach for the Iowa Wild as he transitions uh, from his playing days, which ended after the 2016 season, uh, now getting into coaching, and he'll be doing so right down here in downtown Des Moines. We'll find out uh, what's behind that, talk a little bit about uh, uh, the, well, not every single one of the 1,088 games he played uh, in the NHL, but he had a long career. You probably could. Some of them, certainly. Yeah. Well, he played the Jets a bunch. He was in the Central Division. Um, But we'll talk to Alex Tangay next in the 11 o'clock hour. uh, Pat Hardy's going to be here. Trent, Pat, and I will uh, recap the uh, media availability for the uh, upcoming uh, Iowa men's basketball team. What do you find out, if anything? I'm sure some football will creep into the conversation. We know it will. When we have Tim Yotter as part of the program at 1135. Miller and Condon are on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. 1460 KXNO. 24 hour sports anywhere in the world on iHeartRadio. This is 1460 KXNO. 
welcome back, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. With you here until noon, some Hawkeye basketball and some football conversation with Pat Hardy uh, coming up at about 11.15. And then we'll take a look at KXNO's NFL team, the Minnesota Vikings, as they head to training camp today. Uh, pick Timmy's brain as to, you know, what he expects to see, the training camp battles, those type of things, and where have they lost their place in the NFC North? They certainly seem to have at the top of the uh, division. Um, we'll see a lot of Packers love out there. I'm not so sure I'm buying into it, but uh, we've got, what, six weeks or so uh, to really delve into that and get a better understanding. Working on Alex Tangay, having trouble uh, hooking up with the uh, former NHL player, now assistant coach with the Iowa Wild so Perhaps we can uh, facilitate that. If we don't get him now, I'm sure well, there'll be another opportunity to do that. All right, back to uh, Bill Bender's list for just a second because there's some. It's you know it's easy to put the quarterbacks on the list. It's more difficult to you know to find those offensive the guys in the trenches, maybe some of the safeties that type of thing. You know who's on there was a guy that got a lot of love last week, Trent at the uh, at Big Ten Media Days, Patty Fisher. Big dude, big dude, six foot four. What did they call him? How did they? What was the comparison to Josie Jewell? A, a taller version. A six foot four Josie Jewell. A six foot four Josie Jewell. Take that. <laughs> yeah. What overall looking back? What did you think of his uh, rookie year with your Broncos? He's eh, a step slow. Yeah, that's that, what it is. That's that's the knock on him. Yeah, like he's a smart player. He made mm-hmm. a lot of really good plays. He was in the right spot a number, but there were a number of times when he just looked like. You know, he's just a couple of inches behind. Yeah. Um, so not, he, he'll probably never be an impact guy. I don't think he's between the years, he certainly yeah. is. And, and that can make up for a lot, right? I mean, when you hear players that, you know, the games that they're, they're losing a half a step, but they make up for it because they're so right. darn smart how they see the game. Maybe. He's apparently going to, he goes to training camp this year with his spot. One of the inside spots? Yes. I don't think that there's a. There's always a chance, but right now it would be an upset if he's not starting on opening night. Broncos camp already underway. They've been underway for a week. Yeah. Noah Fant, some conversation. Kind of slow a little bit to get going, apparently. Yeah. That's been the uh, conversation around uh, Noah Fant, at least so far. Was, um, you know, the, the, it's like anything, right? It's learning the playbook, it's it's a new system. Um, sure, he was there for the mini camps and anything. I, I don't They got a glut of tight ends. I didn't think that's. I was surprised that that's where they went when they when they 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 dropped back in the draft, yep. and uh, to draft fan. I, look, here's the thing with this: for the first time in a long, long time, it, it, as a fan of a team, right? I don't give my my team a chance in hell. You're really, not very optimistic, no. and you normally even last year. Remember, yeah, I tried to make a case that did. this might be a wild card team, and then had Eagle over my face. Hell, the whole year I had Eagle. Who did I pick? Jacksonville and Atlanta. Well, <laughs> to play in the Super Bowl, swing and a miss. They they both fielded football teams last year. They, they did that part. Yeah, but here's my deal: I can't pick favorites. I can't pick favorites. That's why I went searching for a Minnesota yeah. in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. You know, give me in the Big Ten West. Give me a team that's got a legitimate chance that if all things go according to plan, you know, they may outfinish their long odds. It's you, easy you like to, to pick favorites. That's the horse racing nature. Correct. Of you. I never bet favorites. It's it's not as fun. No, it's not. By the way, I did a really good podcast um, earlier today with Emery. I saw with Emery Songer and John Hernandez. I think it's up at KXNO. There's three really. If you're if you're into it, uh, and I know a lot. Of, most of you aren't. 
uh, horse racing pod, some big uh, stakes races action this weekend and Emery and John and I did I don't know probably half hour earlier today and I'm not sure when Emery will turn it around but um, it'll be up later on anyways you got some picks in there so I can try I to did. make a little I, money yeah and I, I'm Long shots, with one exception, just because I don't think you can beat the favorite in uh-huh. one race, and you got to swallow wide and take your medicine, or open wide rather, and take your medicine. How good is it going to be when we cannot just talk about legal horse wagering? Oh, it's going to be crazy. So we are. Now you mentioned it's, yesterday. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you the date. It's um because we'll this in front of us. Last time we had on the show, <clears throat> yeah, we had Brian Arilco, Brian Arilco from the Iowa Racing and Gaming Commission. He said it will be the week of August the 12th, which is a Monday. And we jumped ahead right away and said it'll be August 12th. And that was kind of the target date. Had to be ready Monday. Right. It's May- going to be ready that week. That week is still the target week. No, it's it's going to happen that it's week. Going to is happen what now. I was told. Okay. But not not necessarily Monday. More likely toward the end of the work week. End of the work week. So Thursday, Wednesday, thir- Thursday, gotcha. Friday. There's not a ton going on. Obviously, there's some baseball. There's some preseason. You know, a week tonight there's a preseason football game. Really? This is it. Hall of Fame game. Hall of Fame game is a, a week, week from, from tonight. tonight. One week from tonight. Then there's f- glorious football on our televisions through the <laughs> first Sunday in, in slow, February. Slow down. The the first few weeks here is not exactly glorious football. Ah! For me, it is. I, you you got a sickness over there. I do. You get excited about the... 12 days away from hard knocks. You're into hard knocks. I am. Uh, by the way, speaking of hard knocks, and it's the Oakland Raiders, who next time, this time next year, will be the Las Vegas Raiders. That is their name, right? They're keeping the Raiders. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Um, Vegas Raiders or Las Vegas Raiders? You know what? I don't know. Because it's the Vegas Gold... It's not the Las you know, Vegas Gold Knights. it's the Vegas Gold Knights. I think it'll just be Vegas. Probably that would be so. my guess. Yeah, probably, probably so. But where I started to go was, and, and to no surprise at all, the Pac-12 is moving their championship game there. Yes. They played it on a home field. Remember that? That mm-hmm. was that. That was the. And I kind of okay. You get a reward for your regular season, but these games are supposed to be played. And where did they move it? For the last couple of years, wasn't it at uh, uh, home of the Niners? I think Levi yeah, Stadium in San Clara. Yeah, right. They played it at the at the home school or the team with the best record for a number of years, and then the last couple of years. But nobody goes there. Well, it's so difficult. You know, you think about what we have in when Iowa qualified for the championship in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. It was a drive, right? But you could drive. Yep. Yeah, it's you're, much, you're it's in Seattle. You're not hours, driving to LA hours. for a championship no. game. No, 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 no. You're in Eugene, right on a Friday night. You're not driving to Phoenix for a championship mm-hmm. game. If you put, a, you know, at some random neutral, but you're going to go to Vegas. You're going to jump on the airplane. You're going to fly to Vegas. You can, you can I mean, find Cyclone a flight. fans. Trent are already booking rooms. I know Hawkeye fans are for the basketball tournament coming. What's what's it called again? The uh, Thanksgiving Classic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for this year at, at the Orleans. At the Orleans. I'm telling you, folks. I've told you this before, and I. This is the last time I'm going to tell you because I don't want this place to get overrun with. I don't want it to be. Well, the story the, full up. <laughs> Palm's place Palm's is place. just spectacular. It's it's their their apartments is what they are. They're fully furnished apartments, and it's not part of the casino. You can walk through. They call it the tube. It's I don't know two or three hundred yards indoors through the tube, and you're in Palm's Casino. If that floats your boat, but it's right down the street from the Orleans. It's off the strip, but it's a $5 cab ride. No, not cab ride, Uber. Uber, yeah. It's $15 cab ride. <laughs> um, but that's the pl- But anyways, the Pac-12 is moving there. It's, it's, there's going to be more events held yeah. in this city 
in the years to come, they'll get a Super Bowl. Look at an NCAA tournament, Final they will, Four. They, uh, yes, I would anticipate. Step one will probably be a first and second because round. there's going to be a roof over the building, the Raiders Stadium. Yes, right. So much like we mm. saw the Final Four at U.S. Bank, mm-hmm. we'll see a Final Four there. I'm at, sure in coming uh, years. What's it called, T-Mobile? To begin with, as yep. far as first and second round, I think so too. I do. I think so. I, I think so too. The gambling bugaboo uh, that hung over. Uh, the NCAA for so many years, that seems to have gone away. Hey, by the way, I was watching, um, um, I think it was KCCI okay. last night. What was I doing? <laughs> Channel 8 is, I know, I was going to say. I never watched the news. You're it, watching local television yeah. and there's not sports involved? I'm shocked. I, I kind of was too. So anyways, it was KCCI was on. But they were doing a piece on, on student-athletes and how they're going to protect them from friends, acquaintances, reaching out to them for inside oh, information yeah, yeah. on who's playing or who's not. Here's an idea. Come out with a list of who's av- of an availability report. Let's put a little transparency into the equation, right? A little transparency mm-hmm. goes a long way. That takes the players out of getting those phone calls. I hear, hey, I hear the QB's shaking up. Yeah, he's bad. I, I don't well, know if he's going to play. Me? Any, can, you, can you help me out? I mean, we go way back. We went to, we went to elementary school together. Put, to take it out of the dark. I don't understand the reluctance to do this. It's not HIPAA. It's not HIPAA. I don't care if you put that he's got a blown knee or he's got a rib, a couple of broken. He's available or he's not. That's all you have to Absolutely. do. Absolutely. And then if somehow he miraculously, miraculously gets better and does play, I'm not going to hold you accountable. It's a simple equation. It's really easy, and it t- this removes the kids from being put in this spot. Coaches don't want to do it, though. That's what it is. Well, That's some of the them already back. do it and did it before legalized wagering. Anyways, I think Marcus McIntosh did the piece on KCCI. We'll continue on. Trent and I have another hour to go in the program. Pat Hardy's part of it. So is Tim Yotter from Viking Update. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO.